One of my favorite deeper dives of 2023 was the one we did with Nurse Nikki on the new mastitis protocol. We got so many great questions and comments during the deeper dive from all those who attended live. Shout out to Naomi, who told us at the end that she was going to fix all her care plans right away. Same, Naomi. Use the link in the show notes to subscribe and have monthly live access to all of our deeper dives, as well as all of our recordings going all the way back to January of 2020. You don't want to miss out on this. And we can't wait to see you at the next deeper dive. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Hey, Annie. Hey, Leah. How are you? How's, how are things down in Texas? We're doing good. Still hot. <laughs> Still hot is the name of the game. We've had definitely, we're, we're in that time where it's just so hot and muggy all the time that everything in your car melts and you do too. So, but I'm looking forward to getting, it's going to get cooler soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I need it to get cooler soon because my, my kids have like Boy Scout campouts and I'm like, please. <laughs> please get cooler. I do not want to do Boy Scout camp out in the blistering heat and humidity. So I'm hoping that cool weather will start heading this way before too long. How have you been? I'm good. It's uh, getting cooler here in New York. I love fall. What they say about fall in New York City is true. It's very magical. Um, It's my favorite time of year. So um, I'm feeling really good. I hate summer. So <laughs> except for beaches, except for beaches, beaches are the only thing you get good out of summer, right? Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking about hiring support staff and, and how to support, support yourself, um, and your business with, um, maybe ha- having extra people, extra hands on deck, or we have some other ways to help support yourself through, um, through the business that you do. So, but before we get into that, Annie, tell us about our sponsor today. Our sponsor is the breastfeeding without birthing professional pack. So this was created by Alyssa Schnell, who wrote the book breastfeeding without birthing. And if you don't have it, you should get it, but you should also sign up on October 1st, 2019 for her new online course, Breastfeeding Without Birthing. And there's special intro pricing through October 8th. So if you're listening to this podcast, the day that it airs or shortly after, you'll still be in the window to get that intro pricing. And if it's after, sorry, but it'll still be available and it'll be worth it, whatever the price is, because this is great content that um, is not anywhere else. Yeah, it definitely is. And I have read the book several times. And every time I work with a client that might be inducing lactation, I have the client and myself read the book. But what I have found always comes up is these little nuances, you know, just like, not quite covered or I have more questions and um, I'm so excited that she's created this course to kind of expand into addressing some of those nuances or some more uh, techniques and tips and ways that we can support families that are relactating or inducing lactation. I just am so excited. I cannot wait to take this course. I will be signing up 
on October 1st, like hundred percent. I'm so excited. I actually have a couple of moms that I'm working with right now that are inducing lactation. We're like in the middle of the process. So I can't wait because I'm like, can you hurry up and do it now? Because I really want to get the additional information so I can just expand how I can support them and, and give them all the knowledge that they so they can be successful. So I'm really excited about this. So if you hear this today, you've got to go sign up right away uh, so you can get that introductory pricing because this, this is going to be an awesome course. And you're going to go to sweetpeabreastfeeding.com slash ProPack to sign up. And we'll have the link in the show notes as well. So we'll Leah, you there. <laughs> you there. I'm, I'm actually a little jealous of you with having so many induced lactation clients. I've never had one. Wow. In person, I've never had anybody work with me that way. And that's probably because maybe I've gotten requests and I've sort of I don't really do a lot of prenatals anyway, so maybe that's why, but it also could be if I haven't really felt confident about it because um, I haven't done any, I've only read the book and I haven't done training. So I feel like I could like answer questions about it, but as far as like actually working with a client, I I don't feel as confident with that. So I'm definitely going to be there because if I think that this is going to help me get to where I might then put it on my website that I will help you with this. And maybe yeah. I will get to have those, those experiences of working with those families. Cause that really is a, a really special kind of journey. It is. It's been really great. The times that I have done it, not very often, it doesn't come up very often, but when it does, it's been really neat to get to come alongside these families in this such a special journey that they're having. So I'm really excited. Yay. So before we get into our today's episode topic, hiring support staff, I would really like to hear your marketing tip because I do think it applies to the topic for today. For sure. I think one area that is most commonly or could be most commonly hired out is um, help with social media. And this could even be your teen. I've literally heard of other LCs using their teen to, they, they know so much and they can bebop around Instagram and all these things like so fast. And I'm, I'm still like back here, like, what did you click on? How did you get there? Um, so it doesn't have to be some, some really expensive VA that has this huge portfolio of, of things. You can even hire um, maybe a La Leche League leader or somebody who just has an interest in supporting breastfeeding people to help you find articles. I mean, that's another way that you could support yourself in the time consuming parts of social media. You know, putting out new content can be just sharing great articles. And if you know someone, you trust their judgment on finding those articles, that could be a really easy task that's super time consuming but you could hire somebody to do that. So there's lots of ways to get help with social media. And so don't be afraid to reach out. And there are the people that will take over your whole social media. They'll do it all for you. Um, And those are amazing people too. But if you can't afford that, or that's just not something you're interested in, there's other ways to get help with um, your social media as well. That's a great tip. I've been outsourcing some of my social media and it's, you know, it's a little scary to give up control, but you realize that someone does things way better than than you're like, it's, it's like the content is better. The quality is better when you have someone who knows what they're doing, um, really helping, helping you hone in on what you want to do. And I do love the idea of finding 
somebody who is younger maybe and giving them an opportunity. I just got this amazing email from someone um, just saying like, just th- saying thank you for all of the stuff you're doing, you know, the, the podcast and all the other things. And she was like, I am a, she was a sophomore in college. Oh, wow. And she was like, I've realized that this is what I want to do. Oh my god. I was like, I want to hug you. And so there, there might be, you know, that's a great way to kind of advocate for our profession is, you know, reaching out to a local college, maybe that has a nursing program and saying, you know, like posting on their job bulletin that you have, that you want, you're a lactation consultant who wants some social media help. And then you might find yourself turning a student into an IBCLC. Like that could that be really would cool. be so awesome. So awesome. I think we need that youth in our in our jobs because I think so many of us come in after we have kids, you know. So I, I just think that's a great way. It's that's so cool that you had somebody reach out to you. That's that's really awesome. In it college was. to know that, gosh, a sophomore in college, I was like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was wanting to do all the things. <laughs> so that's really awesome. That's really awesome. Well, let's dive into um, our topic today about hiring support staff and kind of why a lot of us find ourselves in positions that we're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't accomplish all of this. And I think it's just speaks to the, if, you're, if you own your practice and you're running your business, and you're supporting families, you really are wearing like literally 20 different hats and it can be really, really overwhelming. And I think a lot of us find ourselves at a certain point where we're like, I can't, I can't keep all these balls juggling in the air anymore. And I need help. Have you, I'm I'm sure you have found yourself in that place (laughs) as I did. I definitely have. And, you know, I, I'll say that it's, um, a really big mental hurdle to get past the money time trap, I guess, or, or just thinking about that, like spending money to get my time back. And that's scary to do because like you see money and I, and I don't think this is the right way to look at things, but you tend to see money as a finite resource and time as an infinite resource, but time is just as finite as money. It runs out too. And at a certain point, the free thing, you know, doing something for free, meaning I'm doing it ends up costing you in, in ways that maybe don't, aren't quantified of like, I spent $25. Right. I lost something that then I had to spend money later to make up for it. And one of the big things is that, and this is, um, you know, not really quantifiable in that direct way, which is what makes it hard. But when you're pushing yourself and really trying to make yourself do everything, there are going to be long-term health consequences for for that. And that will cost you money down the road. So if you're burning yourself out and you're working too hard and you're getting stressed and then something happens, you know, and it could be 10 years from now and it ends up being an expensive medical problem because you weren't taking care of yourself. Now, you know, you can't predict that. You don't know that that's going to happen, but that is, that is something that entrepreneurs don't think 
enough about. Like you think that your abilities are also infinite. Right. Yeah. And our like energy stores will never run out. We'll always have this burning like desire to do all the things. And that can sometimes drive us into the ground. And I think, you know, we all have our skills as a lactation consultant. So obviously we're going to spend time on that, but deciding then what other jobs could I hire out or what would be the smartest thing for me to hire out? I really think it's good to take a real close look at this because you might not need to hire out every single additional task in your business for you to have your time back and self-care and all these things that we're talking about. It might just be some small things that you don't have good proficiency with and you also don't have a passion to do. So in, um, I think we mentioned this book last time too, was in Michael Hyatt's free to focus book. Um, he talks about like deciding what tasks to delegate or to hire out and, you know, the things that you should be doing first and foremost are the things that you're passionate about and you're proficient at, you know, so most of us are passionate about the work that we do. And, and over time we become proficient and we're good at it, you know, but there's going to be a lot of things that like we were passionate about, like you might be passionate about working on your website, but it takes you, you know, five hours to get one new page up, you know, and you might be really proficient at bookkeeping, like you can crunch the numbers, but it sucks the life out of you. And at the end of the time that you're doing the number crunching, you don't feel energized or excited about anything anymore, you know? So it's finding that like, narrowing down, okay, what things am I both passionate and proficient at? Those are going to the top of the list of the things that I'm going to be doing. And then a step down from there would be like, well, I, I should probably hire out the things that I'm both not passionate about and not proficient at. And then the middle ground is like, well, you might keep doing the bookkeeping, even though it sucks life out of you because you want to hire out something that you're both not passionate about and not proficient at, you know, you kind of have this hierarchy that you can build in to see. And so it might be helpful for you to write down kind of your weekly, monthly tasks and things that are taking up your time away from just your IBCLC work and see what you're both, you know, looking at it in this lens of like what you're passionate about, what brings you joy and happiness, and then also what you're proficient at and see if you can find the things that really have no passion and no proficiency to them. I, I thought this was a really great way to look at where would you want to hire help? Where would give you the best, you know, bang for your buck, so to speak. And I've heard that concept also expressed as, um, identifying your own zone of genius yes, and I like staying that. there. And so when you're, I, you know, kind of prioritizing tasks and, and this, you know, it even applies to like, should I even do this particular project that I want to do? Is it in your zone of genius? Like right. when, if you're, if you're like me and you're always coming up with new ideas <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah. I can do I've that. learned to filter that between, okay, if it, is it in my zone of genius? Um, not that I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, is it right, like, what like, are you this is what I'm proficient, at? proficient and passionate about. And if I'm not, is it going to cost me money for support for the parts that I can't do? And that's really helped me kind of send some, some ideas I had, they were just not the right <laughs> idea for me. Right. Um, so that's, that's helpful. And 
you know, I also, I, I like, in thinking back in like my own history as, um, an entrepreneur, small business owner, and just in my personal life, my husband is also a small business owner and I've been freelancing since, um, like, I think 1999 is the last time I had an actual, like, job job that was that's amazing my only job yeah Actually, that's not true I had two jobs when I had that job because I was also working was working the, in the daytime for a film producer and nights at the video store and trying to write a screenplay so maybe wow. I'm like not a really a great example but <laughs> but we've always been um in my family and me people who are doing it themselves and the first big step that it took for for us was hiring someone to do our taxes. So I was always like, I, I do the taxes. I get the turbo tax. I install, like I would install it on my giant Mac <laughs> SE or whatever it was that I had my Mac performa. And I would sit oh, there and I would hilarious. plug everything in and I would type everything in and I would do it. And I was like, I am doing this. This is cheap. I can afford it. It's not going to cost me money. And then it like nearly destroyed me as things got more complicated and yeah. you know, we had kids and I was still doing it after we had kids. That was crazy. And so we finally were like, okay, we're going to hire somebody to do our taxes. And the first time we got that bill of like, that's what it costs. Like, why did we torture ourselves all that these is, years? No, no. It was the other opposite. It was like, that's oh. so much money. Oh, I thought you like, were going to say like, it wasn't yeah, so bad. No, but it was like both. And then I was like, but that I didn't have to do our taxes this year. Yeah. And that yeah. was amazing. And then the second step was when we were trying to, when we finally took the jump to hiring a bookkeeper. Again, that's expense. It costs money. I have to pay yeah. that person. But what it means is like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And that was, that was a task where I was looking at the amount of time it actually ended up taking for the bookkeeping to be done. And this is, again, we're in a very, we have a very complicated situation because we have two, um, we have two of us who own three businesses between us. So it's not straightforward at all. Um, and it, I am more proficient at it than my husband is. So it falls to me. And it looked at like, okay, what is the hourly cost to our family and to my life to do this time-wise is, is like, we, it almost became where it felt necessary yeah. to spend that money because yeah. it was not sustainable for me. And, you know, I, I kind of like, I hit like, what do I need to hire out? It's any task that I'm trying to get done where I'm telling my kids be quiet till like, I haven't, I haven't talked to you all day cause I've been working all day. And I'm saying, get out of the room so I can do this stupid thing that I hate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, like, why, why do a task that brings like, like that brings that feel to your life? Like that doesn't feel good. And if it can be hired out, you know, I think that's, that's such a smart way to think about it. You know, what a, how it is it affecting your life and your family's life, you know, when you're having to do these additional tasks. So what are some different types of tasks that, you know, different kinds of help people you could hire or tasks that you could um, outsource? Yeah. So I think a common one is some kind of administrative work. So that might look like somebody to help you with scheduling 
or, um, you know, taking care of the paperwork kind of stuff like faxing reports and managing, getting super bills out to people, that kind of thing. It could also be somebody that's doing billing for you, whether it's in-house, like somebody you hired to do billing just for you or a company that does billing. Uh, certainly the social media, we kind of talked about hit that, like that's another place, whether it's just like helping you pull content together, or is it somebody who's actually like managing all your social media for you? And, um, and then bookkeeping's a big one, boy, I think a lot of us are just not, not proficient or passionate about bookkeeping. That's a big one. Um, and a a good bookkeeper is going to be able to do it, do things that take you a million years to do in a very short amount of time. Oh, it's amazing. They can just like bebop around QuickBooks. And before you know it, like everything's perfect and reconciled and beautiful. And you're like, how in the world, like that I tried that and it took me, you know, five hours to figure out, you know, one month of it. So yeah, bookkeeping's a huge one. I use a biller because my practice has, I do see a lot of insurance clients and um, I, you know, again, I got, I got into the trap of like, well, it doesn't take that long to create a claim in the platform that I was using. And it doesn't, it doesn't take that long and it doesn't take that long to, you know, get the report and see which ones didn't get paid and which ones get processed incorrectly. And then the part where it was taking a lot of time was then I had to call and mm-hmm. say, you did this wrong, you put it to the deductible, but the Affordable Care Act says it's not supposed to go there. And then they're like, oh, okay, our bad. And then they would pay. And that was a task where, um, you know, when I first hired the biller, it's because what I was doing was I was going to the the playground with my kids and then sitting over in a quiet corner away from everybody so nobody could overhear me because it was like, you know, private client stuff while my kids were playing in the beautiful weather and I'm sitting on a hold with Etna. And and I'm Talk like this is like a joy sucker. <laughs> Suck the joy out of that. Totally. And and it's like, yes, my biller takes a percentage of but you know what was going to happen and what was happening was I was like ah, I'm just not going to call. I'm just not going to bother. And so I was already losing, I was losing that money. So I would rather spend the money because it's tax deductible here in the US versus just never get that money at all because I never could get around to making the phone call. That feels better to me. Right. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And it's definitely, you, you start to really see the areas that you're like, I've got to get some extra help in this area. Um, and billing's a huge one. Cause although that, like you said, it's like that first part is so quick and easy. It's like a few clicks, you hit submit, you're done. Um, but it's that follow-up that can be so time consuming, so time consuming. I think, um, you know, we might also find people to help us with clinical care too. So like hiring another lactation consultant to join you, to be a contractor. Um, and, and you've done this. So how, yes. how has that been for you? How do you work with assistants or um, subcontractor lactation consultants? Yeah. So I have three other lactation consultants that work with me and it's been a huge help. I think before when I was more on my own um, and it was not as many of us, I always had this like 
fear like if the kids coughed in the evening the night before I would just get like oh my gosh what if they wake up and they have a fever and I'm gonna cancel all my clients and where will I put them there's nowhere else to put them this whole week and I would just it was causing me so much stress to never have backup um and to feel like I was going to you know I don't know. I just felt like I was always walking on eggshells, like don't let anything happen so that I don't have to like figure out how I'm going to get everybody seen. Um, and then especially because we work in a pediatric clinic, you know, so it has been so, so helpful for both those instances where it's like a one-off, you know, like, oh, somebody woke up sick that we have backup, but also, um, so, so I can take vacation or say like, Hey, I just not going to work today. Um, you know, I'm gonna take this day off for some self-care, um, or, you know, going to conferences, it's definitely freed up so much time. Cause then you have backup, uh, available. So I think that's been really helpful for me. I know other practices have hired like a CLC who might not be doing like full on, you know, IBCLC work, obviously, but they maybe go back in and do weight checks or some over the phone help, you know, kind of triage and screening. And I think that can be a great way to help somebody get hours and help for their work um, towards becoming an IBCLC too. So that's another way to kind of bring in some clinical help as well. I'm going to take just a minute to tell you about Kathy's upcoming course. It is called Understanding Infant Reflux and Related Conditions in Lactation Practice. Early bird pricing is open now through May 16th, and which is the day, May 16th, when all of the course content is going to open. We've got six hours of recorded videos plus an additional two SERPs. So that's eight L SERPs total for self-study work that Kathy is going to be grading and reviewing and giving you feedback on. So Kathy, you put your heart and soul into this course. I know all of the research that you did. What is one of the things that you're most excited about teaching learners in this course? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't pay any attention to occult blood in the stool. I've actually had a couple of moms on elimination diet because of a positive occult blood test in perfectly happy, healthy babies. And this makes really no sense at all. But that's one of the little take-home messages. There are many. It's filled with nuggets and gems like that. Every second of this training is going to give you things that you're going to be able to use in your private practice. So definitely sign up for that. You'll have once you're in, you're going to have all the way until May of next year to get through this content because it's stuff that you're going to want to watch and rewatch again. So we're so excited that Kathy put this course together for us. And then, um, and then I love to think not just about helping our business lives, because I can tell you a hundred percent, I've got some, I'm not passionate about, and I'm not proficient about tasks around my house <laughs> that I am more than happy to find somebody else to do them if, um, if possible. So I think we could look outside of just business 
people to hire for our business, but it might be people to hire for life tasks, you know, like you said, doing your taxes, you know, that's part of life um, here in the US. You might have a housekeeper or somebody who cuts your yard or um, helps you pick up your kids from school, you know, those kinds of things um, that I have definitely tapped into using that kind of help as well to free up time for myself to to have more quality time with people I care about in my work. And some of those end up being just non-negotiables like um, childcare or elder care, you know, what, depending on what stage of life you're in. And some of you out there might be in that sandwich stage where you've got aging parents who need help and also children at home who still need you. And that that ends up being something that does cost money you know, that you're, you need childcare, you know, if your children are too young for school um, and you, you know, or whatever it is, or after school can, you know, sometimes cost money. Um, And one thing that um, this was kind of really cool and that I have been involved with since my, so my older daughter was born in 2007 and in early 2008, I was invited to join the Sunnyside babysitting co-op. Sunnyside is the neighborhood I live in here in Queens. And it was just starting up. It's a bunch of um, uh, families who got together and said, I think we can make this, make, make things better for all of us. And we read a book and created this whole system. We have an economy. We actually oh, wow. like, at one point, like had a little bit of a recession and we had oh, to like, like kind of manage that. And um but basically it's like a point system and you spend points to have people take care of your kids. You earn points by taking care of other people's kids. We ended up expanding it into like getting points for cat sitting or um, I had somebody, I used babysitting co-op points to have somebody turn some PDFs into fillable PDFs for me. Oh, wow. Like, it was like crazy. Like, and, and it was like, yeah. And all I have to do is like, go to your house on a Saturday night and watch movies on your couch while you go on a date and your kids go to sleep done. Cause that's like a break for me too. Like, right? it's like I get to go like be in, be in somebody else's house. And, and so that we've been involved with that since, since then. And I've got two kids now and I cannot tell you how many times that collective just saved my life and saved me money and really helped just makes so, so many things possible. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I've been very, very fortunate in that way. And it does kind of show that there's, there is a place for community to fill in the gaps for some of these things where you're using, um, it's still time, but it's somebody else's time. And mm-hmm. you're giving time when you have time. So I was in a stage of my life where I was, um, homeschooling my two kids and working in the late afternoons and in the evenings and on the weekends. So I had friends who were needed to work in the morning and I was watching babies in the morning. Like that was like a really magical couple of years where we were having these like older babies and little toddlers coming over. My girls loved it. And then I was getting points to use for times where I'm like, okay, I need you to, I want to go see a client at three o'clock when can you take my kids to the park? That's so awesome. It was, it was great. And you were never, I never, you never feel like you owe an individual person. Cause we had like 20, at 
I think at our highest point, we had 28 families in the group. Wow. It was all really spread out. So you were just like, I'm going to ask for what I need. I'm going to give what I can give. And it all came around. So that is um, so cool. And it doesn't like literally doesn't cost you cash money, you know, at all. That's so cool. That's such a neat way to, to help support that community aspect. Like we can all come together and it takes a village, right? Yeah. That is so neat. That's just really thinking outside the box. I love that. I wish that my area had stuff like that, but I think thinking about, um, you know, the things that we can help hire out for our life too can make a really big difference, you know, cause it doesn't just have to be getting help for your, um, your business only. And, and, one of the things that I think trips a lot of people up is that you're thinking, well, I can't afford somebody or I'm not going to be able to pay somebody. And that might actually be the case. Like you're like, Hey, I am the sole breadwinner in my family. And like, literally I don't have any extra cash and I don't feel like I could hire out. I feel like there's still some ways that you could, could get help um, maybe in smaller ways or help yourself kind of do things more proficiently. And that's something that I've done as well. Um, Like it might be as simple as maybe taking a low cost course on QuickBooks so that when you do get on QuickBooks, it's not going to take you forever. You still might not be passionate about it, but now you're proficient with it. So the time you still give yourself back that money is time, you're getting more time back because you're not spending as much time doing it. Or it could be, you know, having somebody, you're not really good at Excel and creating a spreadsheet so that you can keep, you know, your claims organized or something like that. You might not be real proficient at that. So you could have somebody just set it up for you. And then that way that's kind of done and you can be more proficient in that time. So it's even can be as simple as finding hacks to make yourself more proficient and like basically um, hiring yourself. Like, okay, I can't hire this job out but could I hire myself and train myself in such a way that I could get it done more proficiently? I think that's a great way to look at it because you are, there are going to be seasons in your life where spending actual money is not going to be an option. So now you're like, you've got to be smart about spending your time and treating your time the way you treat your money and seeing it as that finite resource. And so going back to, Um, our previous episode where we talked about productivity, organizing it and saying, so don't, you know, really saying, okay, I only have this amount of time. How am I going to use it most effectively and most efficiently kind of treating it like money, like you do money, budgeting it, allocating it, cutting the things that are not, that are not worth it, that are where, that are putting you over budget. And there are certain time things that are going to, um, fall into that category. And then looking for those kind of hidden places where you can, um, you can use time, use pockets of time. So, you know, maybe it's like, okay, um, say you don't have laundry in your house and you don't have laundry in your building. And so, which is our situation. Um, so our only option for laundry is to go somewhere. So I, we can go to the laundromat and do our laundry and to do laundry, you know, family of four, it's a lot of laundry takes hours and hours and hours. So if I'm going to be spending hours and hours and hours at the laundromat and I'm stuck there, but the actual physical time I'm spending with my laundry 
is not that much. Okay. So now I've got like, I can budget more things in there and then I can make that time work really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I can just, and then, and then I'm, so I'm doubling up. So in a sense, I'm like, I've like cloned myself. I've said, okay, I have one Annie who's doing laundry. And then I have one <laughs> Annie who is the biller and I'm, I'm in biller, I'm wearing my biller hat and then I'm, I'm in folding clothes and I'm back to putting my biller hat back on and right. treating it like, like you were saying, like I've hired myself for these time task. slots. Yeah. And then the, as you do that, like the goal I would hope would be that as you free up more time and you get more organized, you do make more money. And then you can say, I finally hit that point where I don't have to do laundry anymore because I've gotten so organized and created more revenue for myself that I can now pay for the laundry service where I drop it off and I pick it up and it's folded. Don't be jealous. I'm so jealous of that. I'm so jealous. I have never in my life had a laundry service. Um, and I just like, every time you talk about it, I'm, I just feel like that would be like the clouds opened up and light shone down and they just like bring the package to you all folded and beautiful. Like how amazing would that be? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we do end up like our kids have heard many times, be careful with that. We pay to have it folded and you have to get over the, the kind of just personal boundary of like, you're just going to know all our business. Yeah. That's, that's it. You just like, hi, nice people the laundromat. We're going to tip you really well because you know, all our business. <laughs> that's hilarious. I never even thought about that aspect of it, but yeah, I think I, you know, having you set it up like you would, if you actually hired somebody. So if you actually hired somebody, you'd be like, Hey, you know, I have this task for you to do and I expect it to be done as proficiently as possible and in this timeline. And if you're hiring yourself, you're one, going to train yourself. So make sure you can be proficient at it. So taking that time to maybe take a course, there's tons of free stuff on YouTube. So you don't even have to spend money on that. You can find so many trainings on so many different aspects of running a small business on YouTube and train yourself to be proficient and then set up that time that you're going to be hired yourself to do it. But as you move along, like you said, and you're, you're more proficient, you're, you're able to generate more income for yourself then you're able to then hire out. And I always thought of it at first, it was really hard. I'm like, how am I going to afford this? But you know, that workload being off of me, giving my time back, I was able to add in more consults. So in the end, like hiring somebody actually allowed me to make more money. Uh, I was spending so much time doing those, you know, kind of office tasks and the stress level. You know, I just couldn't mentally take on more clients because just when I got home, I also had all this, you know, workload that just came with running a business. But then once I was able to farm a lot of it out, it freed up mental space and also just time so that I could see more clients, which meant more income and which meant I was able to diversify my, um, my income by doing things like this fun podcast that we could do together. (laughs) Yeah. And that's really the big benefit of, you know, thinking about tasks that you're not proficient or passionate about and saying, just treating them as something that you have to spend on. So until you have money, you're going to have to spend time and energy. And when you're looking at these tasks, you can be really ruthless with what you have going on and say, if the thing I am currently spending time and energy on, time and energy being finite resources, 
if those things are not moving me towards being able to pay for those things to be done, then should I really be doing them? And to, to take a look at it. And some of them you're going to look at and say, yes, I still need to do my taxes every year. (laughs) Okay. No getting around that. Other things where you're going to look at and say, you know what, that's actually like a super inefficient use of my time and energy. Why am I actually still doing this thing that I'm not proficient at or passionate about that isn't actually leading me to where I can make enough money to stop doing it. And it's not necessary. Right. It's not, it's not feeding, it's not feeding my soul. It's not feeding my stomach and it's not feeding my business. I think you really have to take a good inventory of how you spend your time to be able to really hone into these, these little like, oh gosh, I did spend, you know, two hours doing this task and like, it really didn't move the needle anywhere. I think it's great to spend, you know, a couple weeks, even just taking an inventory of really where you're tasks where your time is being spent the most because I think sometimes when we do that and there's actually I just found out like there's apps that will help you time track so that you can like have more awareness of what you do with your time I thought that was really interesting well there's an app for everything (laughs) there literally is but I want to say something with that I love that time tracking and here's what I also want to say is that if you if some of your time is being budgeted to doing things like watching your favorite TV show or staring at your phone, don't automatically look at those as bad things. No. Budget, just budget them. Just like if you have a finite amount of money and you're budgeting your money, but nobody is saying you can only budget your money for things that are good for you. You're still right. allowed to budget your money for things that make you feel good because so so don't feel like when we're saying time tracking it's so that every minute is going to be about like being the hustle. <laughs> the hustle keep it keep that phone time in there but if you're like you know what i actually i thought i only spent 30 minutes looking <laughs> at facebook and actually it was two and a half hours that's an area you can say that time is now costing me money right maybe costing me quality of life or you might say i am actually making money by being on facebook Right. Maybe I need to do this in a more organized way. Maybe I should look at and say, I should actually be spending that two and a half hours on Facebook at this time of day when, when I can actually increase the amount of money I'm making. So whatever it is, like if you're, maybe you run a group, you know, a support group and that's yeah. important, you know, like maybe there are better times of day for you to be on your support group. So instead of doing it at like 11 o'clock at night before you go to bed saying, you know what, this is actually good for my business. It's growing my business. I'm actually going to do it at a peak time of day when I'm, I've got more mental and emotional and physical resources available to me. So, right. Right. That's a really great point for sure. I think there's a lot of ways that we can help support ourselves as small business owners and IBCLCs and, you know, hiring out or hiring ourselves are really ways that we can give our, give back to ourselves in so many ways. And also seeing that either one of those scenarios, either hiring yourself or hiring someone else to, to put a system in place where you're checking in regularly. So say you do hire someone. So say, say you hire an admin to do some scheduling for you, or you hire a biller. Don't say, okay, now I've hired a scheduler. I've hired a biller. And now this is my new reality. Yeah. Contract with them that says, we are going to check in in three months. 
and see if this is still working. So give yourself an out. Yes. Do the same thing. If you hire yourself, say, I'm going to check in in three months and I'm going to do an audit and I'm going to say, is, am I working for myself? Right. And to make changes that need to make changes. And if that biller is not making you money, then change what you're doing. Yeah. That's totally okay and good and healthy to do. Yeah. I think that's an important point. And I also think like, as you're working with people, it, your tasks, you'll have less time spent, but you also need to think about, there will be some time managing the people that are working for you. And that needs to be budgeted in as well. It's like with my admin, you know, we have weekly check-ins, you know, there's definitely time that I am spending passing the tasks over to her. So it's not like you'll get zero time, but the, the tedious parts of those tasks are now taken away and handed off to somebody who is, is good and proficient at them. So I think this is, um, just so important for us to be thinking about as we move forward and grow our businesses. But I know Annie, you have a tech tip for us as we wrap up here, um, that has to do with, with hiring. What do we need to know? So, you know, any lactation consultant who's been doing this for any amount of time knows that you're going to have to have hard conversations with people and you're going to sometimes have to tell people things they don't want to hear. So you've had to do it with your clients. You have to tell them something that, you know, isn't quite exactly what they expected to hear. And they're going to have to do something hard that maybe is a little uncomfortable for them. And I'm talking about how to tell that support person you just hired that their free Gmail account is not going to cut it <laughs> for your their work for you. And free Gmail is, you know, here in the US, it's not HIPAA compliant, but anywhere you're using it, free Gmail is just not secure or private. It's, yeah. just not, it's free because they're advertising to you. Right. And holding yourself and your practice to high standards for privacy needs to extend to the people who are working for you as well. And so it can be really hard to say to somebody, I, I need you to get a, you might need to say, I need you to get a HIPAA compliant email address. And then, then we can start working together. Or if you're feeling, you know, depending on what your relationship is with them. So like for the, the person who was my ad, um, when I hired the admin, um, I started out by saying, I'm going to give you an email address to use, which costs me money. Um, but then she decided she was going to get her own email address for her business. And then I just told her how to make it HIPAA compliant because she was using G Suite and that's very easy to do. Um, when I hired a uh, IBCLC to subcontract for me, I am paying for her email address so that she, so that's part of our arrangement is that I'm paying for that. Um, so depending on the the person that you're working for, if they're, if they're somebody who's got their own like it's a virtual assistant who has their own VA company. And so they're not necessarily, they're, they have their own business. They have their own email address, but they're using free Gmail. You might want to say, that's not, a, I can't use your free Gmail. And they might say, yeah, actually that's pretty shady anyway for my business. Let me <laughs> upgrade my, I should upgrade myself anyway. Right. Um, or if, or that you might say, well, you're working, you're going to be doing a lot of work for my company or in my company or contracting for my company as a, as part of what I'm providing for you, an email address will be included, but you really need to just have that conversation and, yeah. and just and make, make sure. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're communicating on all platforms that you're, you're communicating in secure ways. I mean, sometimes 
you know, certainly like with social media, it might not be as applicable because you're not talking about any client information. Um, but a hundred percent, if there's any client information being passed back and forth, you just have to be careful and really thinking about privacy. So that's such a good reminder. You're always good at giving us those reminders of keeping, keeping our privacy standards high. So I really appreciate that. Well, it's been great talking today about hiring support staff, and I will keep this conversation going. Uh, definitely share with us if you guys have any additional questions about, um, you know, who to hire, where to hire them. You know, we can all keep this discussion going because I think there's there's a lot of you guys out there that have utilized some great resources for additional help, and um, we need to share that with each other. So let's keep this conversation going. Definitely. And make sure to follow our Facebook page because uh, later this fall, um, we're this is going to air in October 2019. Later this fall, Leah and I are going to have an announcement about a, a new thing we're going to be creating. We're uh, brewing up for everybody. So, um, just make sure you're following our page. Cause that's going to be where you'll find out first what's happening. Yes. Yes. I'm super excited about that. Well, it's been great talking to you again, Andy. Can't wait for our next round and I hope you have a great week. Thanks Leah. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Did you know that for just $15 a month, you can join our live deeper dives and also get all of our recordings back through January of 2020? Sign up today and be part of the conversation. The magic happens when you show up.